Good morning, everyone. I just want to make this announcement also, uh, especially for those that are online uh, watching us and joining us in worship. Next week is actually a special day for us. Uh, we, we're going to celebrate something. What are we celebrating? We're going to turn to your neighbor and say, we're celebrating our 27th uh, anniversary. And for, the, for those that are at home watching this, uh, we want to encourage you to come and join us next week, really, uh, physically, uh, because we're going to really have a good lunch together, good fellowship together, a good catching up, uh, encouraging one another as we celebrate our 27th year, uh, and also remembering God's goodness and how God will continue to lead us uh, in the way uh, He wants us to, to fulfilling His purpose uh, for the season. So I just want to encourage all of us uh, again. Uh, and if you remember those that are not with us, maybe they are sick, uh, they, they have some issues, uh, pray for them and ask the Lord's grace to be upon them so that next week uh, when we celebrate our 27th anniversary, uh, we're going to have a good time uh, together. So turn to your back and front, not your neighbor, because you will know that I will see you next week. Come on. Last week, Pastor Peter shared with us the situation in Thessalonica regarding a group of idolers. Uh, instead of working hard and contributing to the church, they were drawing resources from the church, which is which is already uh, poor in resources. Instead of busy working out their own lives and livelihood, they were busy bodies meddling in other people's business lives. And Pastor Peter exhorted us that idleness has no place in God's loving community. And he encouraged us to contribute to this loving community. Uh, that God has placed us in. That's a short recap of what's happened last week. And today, as we end our Thessalonian series, is the last sermon on Second Thessalonians. And turn to your neighbor and just smile. It's the last one. I want to conclude this series by pointing us to our Lord Jesus, the one who grants us peace and grace. And through this sermon, as I pray through, as I meditate, I believe God wants to encourage us and wants us to really remember to hold on to the connection with our Lord Jesus at all times. That's why I entitled it, The Lord is with us always. I want to emphasize again that I believe God is wanting to remind us and encourage us to hold on to Him at all times, to allow that awareness of Jesus to increase or to be raised in your walk, in your daily walk with Him. So referring to our text today, Paul concluded his letter with this, uh, just three verses, and he concluded first with a prayer. May the Lord of peace Himself continually grant you peace in every circumstances. The Lord be with you all. A prayer. Then he goes on and say uh, with this uh, signature of his uh, confirmation of the letter that he wrote. Uh, why is it so? Because logically we know about the fake news uh, earlier on through other sermon. So he said, I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. And this is a distinguishing mark in every letter. This is the way I write. And then he ends with this uh, benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. I want to highlight some words uh, for today so that we can see the emphasis in Paul's conclusion. And the emphasis is this. If you look at the, the I hope you can see the colors and all this. If you look at the emphasis of all these words, you will realize that the Lord, this word, the Lord is being mentioned three times. An emphasis on also the Lord be with you all, be with you all, emphasized twice. And out of it comes the peace and the grace of our Lord Jesus. So if I put all this together, you know, I would 
really look at at least this big idea here that the Lord be with you all. The Lord Jesus Himself continually grant you peace and grace in every circumstances. That's actually the big idea of this three verse as he concludes the letter uh, to the Thessalonians. Why is that this emphasis of the Lord being with them? And in our, in our case, why is it this emphasis today of the Lord being with us, granting the peace and the grace that is necessary? While we look back in the Thessalonians' context, the background, we know that they are facing persecution, chapter 1. We know that they are dealing with false doctrines, deception, chapter 2. We know also from last week that they are dealing with some relationship that is a bit tricky, uh, tense, difficult, challenging. Because after all, you are dealing with your Christian brothers and sisters in the community, wanting to discipline them, wanting to speak into their life, uh, loving them with truth in that sense. So, so it's a bit complicated and challenging. So that's the context that they, they are facing. So if we lump it together and we think through things, unless they experience the grace, the peace of our Lord Jesus, it will be difficult or challenging for them to navigate and to overcome all those challenges, all those situations, and all those circumstances or threat. So the circumstances surrounding them can destroy the peace of the congregation uh, because, again, remind ourselves that uh, relationships sometimes can be very tricky. Yeah? Uh, maybe some of us here sitting here and uh, here, right, while we are in this congregation, we actually don't like one another. Relationship very tricky. Okay, this corner say, no lah, I like you. Come. <laughs> okay. Okay, this is not, I think they don't like you. Okay, this corner say, I like you, guys. Ah, you say, okay, I give you a chance. Say, I like you guys. Oh, love, wow. You see, relationship is very tricky. You know, and, and if we revisit last week, we know that we are dealing with Christian brothers and sisters that we need to discipline. Maybe we don't like. So you see, the peace, the grace of God is necessary because it can destroy the congregation. It can destroy also our own faith, our own walk. And especially in the context of Thessalonians, there is a young and growing church. Especially... They are young, they are growing. All these challenges, the circumstances surrounding them can be daunting to them. Plus the fact that Paul was not with them. The elder, the leader, the pastor was not with them at that situation, in that circumstances. So it can be really daunting. Therefore, the grace, the peace of God needs to be with them. Even more important, as we see in the emphasis, the Lord Himself that grants peace, that grants grace be with them. Not just peace and grace, but the Lord Himself who is the source is with them. And that's what Paul is praying and, and writing to the, the Thessalonians about. And I'm sure that uh, when we, back in our uh, situation, in our context, there are times that we know that it's challenging or unknown and new to us. And because of that circumstances surrounding us, we would be reluctant, uh, we would be apprehensive to tackle those issues, tackle those challenges. We would not want to perform uh, in the new role or engage in the new task. Why? Because it is not something we have done before, not something that we are familiar with. Our mind believes that it is too difficult to get it done. And many uh, times underneath or at least those, uh, the, uh, beneath those uh, resistance to act or to confront or to engage, Often is this uh, feeling or this state of fear, this posture of fear that we have. We are fearful that we cannot do it. 
We are fearful that people will reject us. We are fearful that we will not be successful and our credibility will be affected. We are fearful of how people will look at us if, as a failure. But let me remind all of us uh, again through this message and here that there are commands, there are tasks that were given to us, that the Lord has given to us, that only we can complete. Only you can complete. Not me, but only you can complete. There are battles that only I can fight, but you cannot fight for me. Or battles that you can fight only, but not me intervening. No one can fight for you. And the Thessalonian in this case is the same. There are battles, there are issues, there are challenges that only they can deal with because Paul is not there to help them. Or in fact, Paul wants them to deal with it. And the only solution is that God is with them. What, that's why I, I entitled this, uh, and I remind all of us again, that the title is that the Lord is with us always. The Lord is with us always to encourage us, maybe some of us, in our situation is that we are fearful, we are crippled, but the Lord is with you, granting you grace and peace. Because I was thinking through this sermon and I noticed this, uh, that people usually have more boldness to do something when someone goes with them. Don't you agree with that? People are more willing to sign up for a challenge if a friend does it with them. A child is more willing to maybe take the ride, the trail ride, if a parent sits beside them. A mentee will be more willing to perform a task or assignment when the mentor is around and ready to support the mentee. There are that confidence and encouragement when you have someone with you you know, that uh, boosts you and say, I will tackle that issue. So is it with uh, us and with the Thessalonian? In this case, the Lord is with us. We will be more willing and confident to, to perform that task if we are aware and if we experience that God is with us. Of course, we have Bible examples like Joshua and in Joshua chapter 1 verse 9, it is not on the screen, but hear this. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9, as they cross into the promised land before that, um, the Lord encouraged Joshua saying this, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not tremble to, and be dismayed? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The, because the factor of God is with Joshua, he need not be fearful, but instead be courageous and bold and conquer the land. Same thing in the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. Jesus reminds all of us that he will be with us until the end of the age. The, the effect of the someone being with us. So, brothers and sisters, as we conclude this series, I want to remind all of us that the Lord is with us. At least that's the take-home for us. We understood that the context of the Thessalonians, that they were surrounded by challenges, circumstances that, that are very chaotic, troublesome. Uh, it stirs up worries in them, anxieties, tension, stress them up, discourage them, put them down, especially when Paul is not around too. But yet Paul, within his uh, utmost ability, he first wrote to them to instruct them what to do. At least that's the comfort. Second, he prayed for them also. Pray that the peace and the grace of our Lord Jesus be with them. But more than that, and the most important thing is this, he, said, he prayed and he said and he reminded the Thessalonians that the Lord is with you. The Lord is with them. Can you turn, do me a favor or so, turn to your neighbor and say, the Lord is with you. Encourage one another, the Lord is with you. And that's the, that's the encouragement that we can take home. 
So here we have, you know, in today's message, this is where I want to lead all of us in meditating, in experiencing that the Lord is with us and that the Lord's peace can be with us in every circumstances because the Lord is with us. And then I'll just briefly touch on the proof of authenticity. Then we come back and also understand that the Lord's grace is available for us in our journey. Why? Because the Lord is with us, the person, the source. So let me just go on to point one here. Now, may the Lord of peace himself continually grant you peace in every circumstances. The Lord be with you all. Here, Paul, in his best ability, prayed and intercede for the Thessalonians. After instructing them about the discipline that they need to carry out to the idolers, to the Christian brothers and sisters, which is not a, an easy task, Paul prayed this prayer so that the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ can be realized in the spiritual community, in the spiritual family as they handle the situation as relationships were being restored. Or maybe Paul in this instant could have thought bigger in his prayer. He could have prayed this prayer with this broader concern for the church undergoing persecution, as what I mentioned earlier, or uh, facing the false doctrines and teaching that the peace of uh, the Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ himself would grant them that peace in every circumstances. I underline that. Every circumstances. See, the prayer is to instruct them and to encourage them that Jesus Christ himself, emphasis here, Jesus Christ himself, it's an emphasis here. Would continually grant them peace in every circumstances. If Paul was there, it would be easy. He could solve all the issues. He could discipline. I don't think it's an issue. But it's bad news for the Thessalonians because Paul was not there. But it's good news to the Thessalonians because a better person is there, which is the Lord Himself will be there with them. And that also gives opportunity for the Thessalonians to experience, to experience the Lord Himself. That in that gap, in that so-called weakness, they can experience God Himself. And that's best news, I think. And I love the way that Paul uh, wrote verse 16 regarding the peace that one can experience for them and also for us that the source is Jesus Christ. And if we have Jesus Christ as source, we have everything. The availability is continuous, continually, you know, for us. The extent, the coverage is actually every circumstances. I love this verse. It's such an encouragement to me and I hope it will be to you that we have the source, the availability of that peace is continually, the coverage, the extent is every circumstances that you are facing, that I am facing. The promise is for us. We can experience the peace of God in all circumstances because we have Jesus Christ and if you have Jesus Christ, or you, if you are continually connected to Jesus Christ. In fact, Paul taught this in Philippians also. Familiar verses, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding or comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ 
Jesus. Brothers and sisters, are our lives right now in turmoil, uncertainness, uneasiness? Are our lives right now crippled because of our circumstances, crippled because of fear, because of anxiety? Or are we avoiding certain spiritual battles that God wants you to fight and only you can fight? Or avoiding certain tasks that you need to uh, do, given only to you? Or are we avoiding some people in our lives because of fear? Fear, I repeat again, can cripple us from doing what God wants us to do. And if we contrast it with the example of David confronting Goliath in that context in 1 Samuel chapter 17, we will read actually the background is when the battle was going on. In verse 6, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 6, you can refer to that, it's not on the screen. We will realize that the the people they were the feeling that they have they were struck paralyzed with fear and great dismay they are fearful therefore they cannot confront goliath they are fearful crippled but here in contrast to them and david you will realize and i can imagine that david is so peaceful he has the peace of god and therefore, he can confront and fight the giant and kill and destroy the giant. Is fear crippling some of us in your situation right now? Hindering you from the next step? Brothers and sisters, we need the peace of God in our lives. And it's the peace of God that will calm the situation for you pave the way for your next breakthrough and i want to encourage all of us through this message come to the source our lord jesus christ don't just pray lord give me the peace come to the source whereby peace will flow therefore i have asked the worship team to really uh, prepare a song it is well with my soul and, and I believe that this song will minister to us and I want you to also in that sense sing out the song when you are ready because it talks about the peace of God. But before I ask them to minister to, to us, let me just share a, a testimony or an incident that I have and then they will lead us and I'm, I believe that through the song as we receive or as we immerse ourselves in the presence of God. God will grant us peace. God will al allow peace to arise in us. Let me share my testimony. I was reminded as I was preparing this testimony, the power of someone being with you, giving you that peace and confidence. And it's an illustration of Jesus being with us. My first mission trip uh, leading a group of youth more than 20 years ago. That's, that's an incident that I was reminded to. I was leading this team, about seven, eight of uh, us, going to Chiang Rai. And it's my first trip leading, uh, leading the youth in that sense. Uh, and please do note this context. 20, more than 20 years ago, the condition in traveling is not really as favorable or ready or easy as compared to now whereby you just need to use uh, Google Map or chat GPT to help you. It's more than 20 years ago. So have that. Uh, go back with me to 20, more than 20 years ago. So here, the trip to Chiang Rai, uh, one of my first few mission trips, and I have to lead seven or eight of them. And in fact, most of them are in their 18 to uh, 20 years old age range. And I was in my early 20s during that time and I was my the oldest uh, I'm not sure why the the church trusts me so much to lead the lead the trip there I don't know why the parents uh, also trust me so so much anyway while 
while I was peaceful and confident leading this trip, uh, need to do connecting flight and all this, uh, having a lot of luggage to bless the orphanage, the people there. There's a lot of things that uh, went through my mind regarding worst case scenario. You know, the, the way I'm wired is this, I always think of worst case scenario. Lah. Okay, so that's the way that I'm wired. I'm always thinking, wow, what, what, what happens if there's a delay in the timing of the connecting flight? What happens if, if the if we miss it, what happens if the luggage or the gifts that we want to bring to the children in Chiang Rai got lost? What happens if one of the youths went missing? Because they were one, you know, I mean youths are youths, sorry to say youths are youths, went missing. What happens if we run into trouble with immigration, don't know how to answer and they say that, why you bring such a theme, who are you? What happens, what happens, what happens? Also, many things were running through my mind that, I, uh, that, that can really discourage me, put me down, cripple me, paralyze me. But there are something that I kept reminding myself in order to experience the peace in my heart and my mind. First thing, God is with us. You know, I always remind myself. The second thing I always check is this, passport if we have our passport we have money we have bible and notes okay good to go anything lost never mind we can still survive okay that's usually how i think number three and i want to emphasize here is this the contact number of my mission partner i emphasize the contact number of my mission partner why is it so why is it important in fact he's the most important person beside Jesus Christ that will be with us during that trip. Because when we land on the land that we are not familiar with, the, and if he's not there, at least I got the number to contact him. Right? If I don't see him at the custom. In fact, I tell you this, I had, uh, I had his mobile number right, or contact number written in a few places Note, uh, in my wallet, in my file, in my luggage. Why? Because I get lost in the wallet. At least I got this place, this place. That's how uh, concerned I am. I use the word concerned. Do I have to contact him when I reach Chiang Rai Airport that day? Praise God. No need. And when I saw him outside the arrival area, I was so peaceful and relieved knowing that it will be a good mission trip. What's my point here, brothers and sisters? We need to get connected to the resource person who can navigate in their area. Because once we are there, once we get connected with them, you know, they can help us do almost everything. We can tap on them for anything, everything. And likewise, do we need peace? What circumstances are we in right now? I want all of us to be aware if we get connected with our Lord Jesus. The Lord of peace, the source of peace, then peace will be released to you in every circumstances. The being with the Lord factor so with this song allow the team to minister to you it is well with my soul and even as it's being sung or minister join us when you are ready to say indeed lord let me connect with you today and let me experience your peace
to you, to the source, will you just release your peace to us in every circumstances to give us that calmness, that serenity for decision making and to steal our hearts in your very presence. Release that as we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to go on to my second point whereby the second point of my outline talks about the poor proofs of authenticity. You know, it is written in this way. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand and this is a distinguishing mark in every letter. This is the way I write. Very quickly, after Paul prayed this prayer, uh, he went on to sign off the letter with his hand. And it is done because earlier, if you remember, there's this fake news of Jesus uh, written coming from this uh, letter that is supposed 
supposedly written by Paul, but it's not really him. So here is logical for him to sign off this letter to prove that it actually is really me that's writing. Uh, the instruction is really for, from me. So he's doing his due diligence in assuring the Thessalonians uh, that it is him so that the truth, the instruction must be adhered to. So that's the proof of authenticity and allow me then to the last point, the benediction, whereby Paul wrote and prayed that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Paul ended the letter with the grace of our Lord Jesus as he would usually do. Uh, he wanted the readers to continue to experience the grace of our Lord Jesus. And what was mentioned earlier, even during the earlier the service, we talk about grace being the undeserved uh, favor of God, unmerited favor from God, from Christ to His people. And the grace of God, if I can, uh, if I can say it, and if I can uh, scope this, it can be His gift of salvation to us, the grace of God. It can be His forgiveness to us, the grace of God. The grace of God can also be the gifts of grace and enablement that's given to us to help us, to help believers, Christian, in our daily walk with Him and to be a blessing to others. That's the grace of God. So I want to do, I want to have my attempt here uh, in the PowerPoint as to explain a little bit about the grace of God in relation to the peace of God. Because we see from this conclusion the peace and grace of God. So this is my best attempt. Um, that when we talk about the peace of God earlier, uh, in the context of fear, fear cripples us. And it's the peace of God, the peace is a state or condition granted by God for one's heart and one's mind to be guarded in Christ Jesus. It arrests the fear and gives one the serenity or the calmness or the composure to think and to act. That is, that is to build a good foundation, a calm foundation. Then add on to the grace of God. Add on to the grace of God. After the peace of Jesus gives us that good, stable foundation, the grace of God makes available His gifts, His enablement, His power, His influence that supplies all our needs so that we can effectively carry out uh, in and through us the works of God. So the peace gives us that foundation, that calmness to think, that composure, the serenity. Then add on to that, the grace of God enable us to go and do and make impact. And here for the Thessalonians in the context, while going through persecution, when they are going through persecution, it is not enough just to have them experiencing the peace of Jesus to guard their hearts and mind, to arrest the fear of that, that persecution. Uh, in fact, the peace of God allows them to think and to act with serenity, calmness. But on top of that, the grace of God is gifted to them with the ability and the capacity to overcome the persecution. Likewise, in the face of false doctrine, deception of wrong teaching, the peace of God allows them not to panic, react to those teachings. And the grace of God give them, gifted them to live their faith in the right manner. Furthermore, the peace of Jesus Christ arrests the fear in the tension of that difficult relationship or challenging relationship but it's the grace of God necessary for them to proceed on to deal with discipline and love. Brothers and sisters, the peace of Jesus not only arrests the fear that they might have, uh, it gives them the serenity, the calmness to act and think, a good foundation, stable foundation, 
but add on to that the grace of our Lord Jesus also gifted them the ability, the capacity to work out their faith in an effective, in a victorious way. So it's no surprise really as we look at Paul's life and the way he write and encourage some of the things that he said. And God is able to make all grace in Corinthians abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have abundance for every good deeds. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Uh, in his weakness, he said this. God said to him, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. So most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ may dwell. You see, the grace of God supplies the gaps, the weaknesses that we have. It enhances our ability also so that we can work the works that He has given to us or assigned to us. And, and with that also, uh, some other uh, part or verses that uh, Paul wrote. He said this also, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace toward me did not prove vain, but I labor even more than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God with me. The grace of God, once we receive, we have that empowerment that gives, uh, although we don't deserve it, the unmerited favor and gift and resources given to us in order to accomplish effectively the works that God has tasked us. His grace makes all things, makes up for all things so that we can have all sufficiency in everything. His grace enhances us. It makes us effective for His works. So, brothers and sisters, uh, I want to ask all of us, how are we doing in our faith journey? Are we experiencing the grace of Jesus Christ in our lives? And we can say what Paul said in Philippians, that I can do all things through Him who strengthened me. Because of the grace of God, there is upon Paul. He can say that in all things, all situations, I can do it through Christ that strengthened me. If you go back and read the letter of Philippians, you will also realize that it's about circumstances, being contented, whether there is or there's, there's not. Uh, and yet Paul can say that I'm contented, whatever it is, whatever it may be, I am able and I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. Can we say that in our faith? journey. Can we say that, wow, in terrible circumstances, never mind, the peace of God will come, guard my heart and mind. But yet, it is not the end. I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me and you overcome uh, and be victorious in that situation. Can we say that in our work, in our school, in our family, or maybe in the church? Can we say that the grace of God is upon us? And today, again, I want to encourage all of us. Come to the source. And from the source will flow out not just peace, but also the grace, that enablement, that gives, that resources for us to live effective, victorious life despite us having some gaps and weaknesses because the grace of God will fill it in and make it all sufficient for us in every good works. And I invite all of us to do this because the promise in Hebrews holds true for us. Great promise. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace. The promise is for us. Do we need grace for our lives to be victorious? 
to overcome, draw near to the throne of grace, and you will receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need, in every circumstances, in every situation. You know, we have a great promise, promises of God, but many a time we go elsewhere to look for solution and hear the message remind us, and as we close Second uh, Thessalonians, that come to the source, especially while awaiting His return. While we are living our Christian journey, we need to be victorious and overcomer. And we need to come to the throne of grace and mercy. We need to come to the source, Lord Jesus, and receive the grace, the mercy that is needed to experience that all-sufficiency in Christ, even though there's gaps, there's weaknesses in our lives, the grace of God will fill that up. Then we can truly say, I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. So in reflection, for your reflection, it's really this, As my point emphasizes that the Lord is with us always, and as we come to the source, the question and the practical things that we can do for ourselves and do us good is this. What are some regular spiritual practices that you can engage in to raise that awareness of God being with you, Jesus being with you, and to raise that experience of Jesus Christ being with you, being with us. I want to conclude by using this uh, illustration. And again, I invite the worship team to come. Our response song is this, Not yet I, but Christ in me. I want to use this illustration to encourage us to connect to Jesus. Might not be the best illustration, but I think it served the case. To encourage all of us to connect to Jesus who will grant us peace and grace. So imagine our lives is like this uh, glass. But many a time because of circumstances, right? Uh, and the glass, of course, is to fill water so that it can provide water to whoever needs to drink it thirsty, minister to someone. So imagine our lives is like this glass that cannot be still, you know, because of circumstances pushing us here and there. You know, we just cannot be still. What do we need? We need the peace of God to still that situation. Despite all the circumstances that's going around our lives affecting us, the peace of God brings us to the still. Or maybe in some case, uh, the peace of God can restore the broken glasses, you know, in that sense. But anyway, that's, that's for another thing. But this glass will only be of use if it holds contained fluid to give to someone. But the peace of God will steal it. And add on to the grace of God. What's the grace of God? Grace of God maybe is like this water poured into the glass. And when it's being poured into the glass, you see, it fills you. Ooh, it produces an effect. How come turn color? It creates an effect. Not magic, huh? It's the grace of God poured into your life with what you have, whether it's gaps, whether it's weaknesses, maybe also in strength. It produces an effect in you. It makes the water more flavorable, enhance the quality of the water. It's better to drink nice, uh, gassy, vitamin C water than just plain water, right? And that's the effect that the grace of God poured into your life. Interact with what you have. Fill the gaps, enhance the strength, and then thus provide 
that outcome in ministering to others, in doing good works, and that's the grace of God. But the fact is this, not just receiving the, the peace, not just receiving the grace, the water, the point that I'm trying to make this Sunday sermon is this, come to the source, come to the source. The grace and the peace can be quote-unquote byproduct, but you come to the source and that's what you need. And I want to encourage all of us as we sing this song, not yet I, but Christ in me. Be reminded that it is really coming to the source and receive from Him so that at the end we can say, I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. Let us pray and I ask the team to help us. Lord, this morning as we come, thank you for the grace available. Thank you for the peace available. In every circumstances, for our Christian journey. But let us not forget that it is not just the aspect of grace or peace that we are looking to help us in our lives. Yes, we need that. But Lord, today we are coming to the source. That's you, Lord Jesus, the source of peace and grace. And I pray a blessing over every one of us, uh, regardless of the circumstances that we are. Peace of God be upon us. And yet not just ending there, but give us that grace to overcome and to move on to be victorious disciple of yours and allow us to experience and taste that the Lord is good. Allow us to be connected to you every time, daily, always, because God, you are with us always. Release that blessing to us as we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Brothers and sisters, let us rise as you respond to the Lord.